Listening to the very first podcast about the making of a comic book. This is Winston's Journal, and I'm Frédéric Guimont, and we'll be following the ups and downs, the successes and troubles and difficulties, what goes into the making of a comic book, the adapting of George Orwell's novel, 1984. I'm uh, podcasting this from Montreal, Quebec, in Canada, and uh, this is a project I've been working on since almost two years now. I think it's going to be two years to the day, any time now, any time soon. And uh, this podcast will be following through the years, up until the first, you know, up until the last comic book is published in the series. This is uh, the basic. Uh, you know, cadre of the podcast. Now, we'll not just be talking about the comic book, of course. Uh, we'll also be touching everything that goes into, uh, that surrounds and touches the work of uh, George Orwell. I'll be reading, uh, I've planned on reading all of his books and uh, all of his uh, articles that he's written throughout his life. So I'll be commenting on them, getting getting you the highlights, the best of, and reading uh, some excerpts from the material uh, from time to time. Now, uh, uh, we'll also be following the news very closely, everything that has to do with Big Brother, everything that touches on the Orwellian aspects of politics and, uh, uh, you know, computer surveillance, um, police, uh, thought police coming in very closely with uh, a lot of neuromarketing that is being uh, studied using MRI machines to see the effects of uh, advertising on people's brains. So, well, there's all kinds of things in the news right now that is just totally, typically Orwellian. So we'll get into that also. Now, um, it's a pretty, it was a rainy day this morning when I woke up uh, in Montreal. Now it's uh, getting, calming down, and uh, I'm... uh, Sitting he- here with m- in my apartment. This is a home studio, of course, uh, like any podcasters. I've got my drawing table, the computer set up, and uh, it's all quiet. My uh, roommate is out for the day, working, working for the man, 
and uh, well, uh, I'm taking it easy this morning with the podcast. It's the very first podcast, so it's pretty exciting. And um, actually, I'm talking to you on a cheap microphone, but that won't last for long because last night I found a good, a pretty interesting model of a microphone on eBay, which I uh, I got as a last bidder for 9.99. So I can't wait to see that coming through the mail. We'll be watching that. That's day one, waiting for the microphone. Also, all right. Uh, I guess that goes for the intro. You pr- probably understand what's going to get into it. I'm also going to talk about the technicality of you know the comic, the you know uh, the process of what I'm doing, where I'm at, what I'm working on. Uh, so if that interests you, uh, you know, stay subscribed, uh, tune in, and I also want to know about your projects. Uh, let me know what you guys are working on. If you also have a podcast about your project, I'm very interested in, in uh, hearing about that. Because uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because this is the type of uh, thing that I would get into, that I'd be interested in to see, you know, the flip side. What, what's it like for an independent guy with, you know, on a shoestring budget that, that is, you know, almost zero budget, actually in the negative, actually, uh, working on something that he thought up himself, uh, bringing it from, you know, just a, a, a thought in your mind into a concrete thing that has its own existence in life and uh, that hopefully will outlast me but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself right now so one thing at a time uh, that's the way we're gonna go so the project will be keeping an eye on the news I'll be of course you know giving my opinion and ranting on all this shit Uh, I'll be I was thinking it'd be nice also to you know get this sort of relaxed chatting about what's going on uh, in my life also with the people around me and things like that so uh, this is not going to be a strict informational podcast this is not going to be like uh, watching the news and you know giving a lot of information although there will be some of that that is inevitable but uh, you gotta get into the relaxed mode this is you know an indie project Uh, this is my outlet this is sort of a personal journal at the same time of what's going on to keep track of all the events. I used to have like uh, this uh, actually little journal where I'd write uh, all the things that'd be going on in the project. Uh, you know, I'd, this is the date where I started. This is the date where I drew the uh, Big Brother posters. This is the date, you know, I get the website set up and such and such. But uh, you quickly get, uh, you know, overwhelmed with the work you got to do and you forget about. Uh, you know, upkeeping this kind of uh, of tracking because it slows you down. Because you, sometimes you're so, you know, obsessed with uh, taking notes and uh, making sure there's sort of a, a track of time of what you're doing, so you're not wasting any time. So you're, you know, profiting the most you can uh, from the time you have. Because uh, that's one of the drawbacks you can get into when you got a personal project is losing your time, you know, wasting time by uh, doing other stuff or getting lazy because there ain't no one, you know, with a whip behind you to tell you what you do. There's a downside and an upside to that, and uh, we'll be looking at both of those. Now, uh, well, yeah, that goes for that. Uh, I'd like to give a, a couple of thanks out, a couple of shout-outs since it's a, this is the first uh, podcast. Uh, the music you'll be listening, you will be hearing in this podcast is, has been done by Frédéric Scarfoni, 
a good friend of mine who's also done the uh, 3D design for the telescreens that uh, you can see in the comic book demos right now on the website 1984comic.com so uh, thank you Fred thanks a lot for that um, the programs I'm using uh, is uh, first of all I'm recording this on Audacity the XML that you're uh, subscribing to is, uh, you know, thanks to whoever programmed Dircaster, that's D-I-R-C-A-S-T-E-R uh, dot PHP, which is a PHP script which uh, allows you to create an XML feed from uh, whatever fi MP3 files you drop into the directory. So, um, you know, that made my life a lot, a hell of a lot easier. I'm going to probably check into the script right after I record this to um, make sure all the details are correct and that the info comes out fine but uh, yeah we got our first XML feed that's gonna come out from Durcaster and a thanks to Richard Salman and uh, Linus Torvalds and all the unnamed programmers that have uh, made up GNU Linux I'm not gonna you know talk about Linux all the time but I do want to give a, a special thanks on this for pro first broadcast because uh, all their efforts, all their programs that have been made under the GNU uh, GPL license is, uh, is what we're using for this project most of all. Now I'm not perfect and we're still dependent on Windows for a couple of things until I can debug uh, the last programs and uh, get to know some of the programs on Linux but the goal is to actually put out the pro uh, the comic book using only open source software now the, I might not succeed on the first one the telescreen right there is uh, a 3D file that's on a proprietary program so I'm gonna have to find a way around that if I can switch it to uh, another program I know I have installed uh, there's there's a 3D program uh, on Linux called uh, what's it called again? Uh, doesn't come to mind right now I'll pop up some along the way but anyway I, I have to do like a little tweaking and you know adapting around that and uh, especially I have to do a lot of learning of the programs now I'm pretty familiar with GIMP especially you know the um, you know the more obvious tools but I haven't delved into it yet uh, there's a program called Scribus that I think I'm gonna get into uh, there's also a Victorial uh, program called uh, Inkscape that I think I'm gonna be touching on but these are all programs that I s do not know yet how to work so I'm probably gonna uh, talk about those uh, when I get into it because uh, the only thing I can talk about is uh, things that I know and things that are going on in my life so um, that's everything around the project uh, it's pretty essential element in my in my life right now okay so uh, that goes for the thanks uh, immediately for the uh, podcast uh, now what I was thinking for the first you know first edition right here is to give you a basic overview of how I got started and uh, of you know pretty much what has gone on in the past two years you know uh, of course going going by very fast not getting into uh, too many details just to make sure that I don't you know bore you or you know go out on a tangent and, and lose all the listeners on the first take so um, yeah that's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a a little look at what's going on and uh, so you'll be pretty much up to date 
and you can follow what's going to happen uh, from day to day on if that's what you're interested in or you know you can check by from time to time or uh, look at the website 1984comic.com I might put the highlights of the podcast out there uh, now if you look at the website you'll notice the feed is not anywhere to be found that's right uh, the feed I'm reserving the feed for when I get the, the good microphone and things are uh, warmed up um, so uh, so as not to go like all out crazy right on the first take we can go things uh, I'm, I'm sort of like a, a slowly but surely kind of guy that's my mentality uh, you'll you'll see that when I give you the, like uh, the gist of what's been going on so far um, but uh, yeah I guess that's uh, sort of my personality I, I I'm the type of guy that has to do things the hard way you know the way where I'm gonna get the most learning out of it I I detest like doing something too easily you know getting this program that's too simple you know just plug and play click a button everything's done thank you come again you know uh, I don't know I guess I'm uh, I, I'm into programming I'm into looking under the hood you know so to speak uh, of the computer uh, fiddling around with different programs learning new things you know why else would I be on Linux you know I think uh, you really have to be like tech savvy and just love fiddling around to be on Linux I mean this is a great operating system to uh, to configure the way you want it's like there's no two you know systems that I know around the people with people using Linux are you know the same you know, everybody can adapt it you can get you can change the whole visual interface and uh, you know you have your own set of programs that are always free always open source so you can you can change them if you don't like it you can change the appearance you can change the names you can change the, you know the color if you want you know the functioning so well okay that's enough of my open source rant for the day now let's take a look at how this project started okay so the idea basically came to me in 2003 I had just been finished I had just finished uh, my contract with uh, Candy Apple Black which is a comic I was drawing the first three issues of I was actually supposed to do the f first seven issues but uh, uh, the artwork was not going the way we wanted uh, I was uh, you know dissatisfied with the uh, with the way the um, the pencils were coming out with the inking it's, it was also my first comic book project I have to admit so probably like I was not I didn't have enough experience to uh, to you know go for a straight seven mini uh, seven issue miniseries right off the bat so yeah I had a couple of heartaches from that one it was pretty sad to be fired from your first gig and um, but you know the upside to that was my attitude coming out of there was okay I gotta get another comic book project right right now and uh, I didn't like the experience of getting the rug tugged from under my feet so I decided okay I'm gonna start my own project I'm gonna you know go the independent way and um, you know do my own thing that no one's gonna be able to take away from me uh, no one's gonna be able to say you know okay well, you're not the artist on this anymore thank you come again you know and all all the work you've put into it, it sort of disappears and it's like you've never done it you know okay you got the experience you got the um, uh, you got the comics that stay in your names in there and everything but 
still it's sad to have something that you're just starting to get into uh, taken away from you so I said no never again well at least not for this time and I uh, decided to go the independent way now this had its downsides also man does it ever have its downsides but uh, you know you can overcome those because they're not uh, they don't these downsides are not uh, always there and you can find ways around them which is pretty exciting now how did I get into 1984 well I guess I had been following the news for a while that prepared me for it because I think if you're like totally not into the news not into current affairs at all 1984 might come you know might not touch you as much but if you follow the news if you're into current affairs I mean 1984 is a real shocker if you don't think so you haven't read the book or you haven't read it in a while uh, it's still a pretty shocking book I'm sorry but it's very controversial uh, y you might hear the word phrase Orwellian all the time uh, you know Orwell is cited everywhere it's mainstream I mean they talk about this stupid um, reality TV show called Big Brother coming from Australia I've never watched it but I get you know we have reality shows over here and I can get a pretty good idea of what it's about from reading uh, some of the articles that I get uh, in the email uh, in my email account uh, about that and there was one article well I read which you know totally got me you know blazing mad I mean they were talking about the uh, the big brother I think coming to Canada or something like that and basically they said Orwellian goes uh, mainstream TV or some some other title like that now I can't believe they're tying Orwell's name to this thing it's bad enough they're calling it Big Brother you know simply because of the surveillance the cameras that are uh, following the people in their daily lives and uh, just spying on them that's one thing but calling it Big Brother is missing the point and saying Orwell's coming to mainstream with this show coming in, oh my god, is that ever off mark? I mean, it's pretty much as bad as, uh, you know, American missiles hitting Canadian people, Canadian uh, force, armed forces in Iraq. You know, it's like missing the point and just totally, you know, making a mess of it. Not to belittle, you know, the uh, soldiers' lives or anything. But, uh, you know, it's just missing the mark. Ah, yeah, okay. But uh, what got me started reading the news, following the news? Because I haven't been doing that all my life. This is actually a very recent phenomenon. I mean, uh, my dad's always watching the news. He's watching, like, the Canadian Parliament on TV live, you know. How boring is that? Uh, he's really into it. He's always watching those uh, World War II documents. He has so many books on, uh, you know, on current affairs, on all types of uh, war-related uh, subjects. So, yeah, my, I, I mean, definitely if there's a genetic aspect to it, it you know, it hit me about uh, three years ago or four years you know, four years ago maybe actually I can actually bring it back to pinpointing it to September 11th when I first saw the towers coming down and uh, you know how everyone remembers where they were when the towers fell I had actually 
gotten up early that morning and I was drawing on a kitchen table in my apartment in Quebec City and I was watching The Matrix at the same time. You know, I usually put on some music, you know, or a movie, something in the background that just, you know, occupies your mind, doesn't make you feel like you're all alone in a, you know, this silent kind of uh, uninspiring atmosphere. So, you know, you put some media out there and um, the Matrix movie had just finished and remember the end of The Matrix, you know, we'll find a way to, uh, we'll create a reality without you uh, is the, uh, one of the final, uh, final statements in the movie before the Marilyn Manson song starts to play. And then uh, I stopped the VCR and boom, you know, the uh, first tower with the smoke coming out was on TV. Now that hit me pretty bad. I was like, this is a major event. I was talking to uh, a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, you know, it doesn't affect us. You know, it's like, which is pretty much a, a Canadian, especially French Canadian attitude to you know anything that goes on in the U.S. You know, it's like doesn't affect us. It's the U.S. You know, those damn Americans are so crazy, always doing crazy stuff. But something told me, you know, this is fucking major. Well, especially the fact that, you know, it was repeated on CNN, like, constantly. This is major. This is major. This and that. And when they put on Bin Laden's face, I was like, Who, what the, how, how do they know that it's this guy? You know, for, you know, first element in crucial rational thinking, you know, it's like, question what's going on. And when Bush came on, and started his uh, oh-so-presidential speech. Man, I did not buy it. I did not buy what this guy was saying. The smirk, man. Did you see the smirk on this guy's face? Seriously, how can mothers, you know, vote for this guy? He's like this bratty little kid that's up to no good. You know, he's coming, he's giving you this... Uh, like oh so politically correct lie about what's going on what he's doing you know well gee we're all hard on this and you know we couldn't have first seen this and well we all know uh, well that is we meaning people who have done a little research uh, into it we now know that uh, everything this guy is probably he's, he's being called the worst president ever and uh, I think this just totally fits the bill, uh, you know, with all my ignorance of the history of uh, United States presidents. But as far as I can tell, I've never heard of a president, you know, worse than this, man. This is very, very bad. And, uh, yeah, th that, that shocked me. And the fact that someone could get away with this, you know, with what I now know is, uh, and I refer to it as uh, the big lie, the fact that somebody could get away with that, just totally boggled my mind. Actually, it turned into this fascinating curiosity. You know, I was actually in love with the the, the subject matter, uh, as you know, as as much as I was shocked by the content of it, uh, the sheer, sheer structure and way it worked, uh, the system of it fascinated me. I mean, I was going, how does this work? You know, who's who's doing this? Who's pulling the strings? Why are people buying this? And then I found out how much uh, the media is controlled in the United States. Whoa, man. When I first met my client, uh, Regent Sinclair, for the um, Candy Apple Black uh, uh, comic book, 
that was uh, just before the war was going to start, the war with Iraq. And uh, we were, you know, we met up in a hotel room uh, working on that. And we had the TV up at the same time. And that was the day in New York that you had this massive peace rally, peace protest in the streets. Millions of people around the world protesting. It was just wonderful. I was going to partic I participated in the protest the year after, but that year I was in New York, so we were watching on on TV. And it, there was actually almost no mention on CNN of it. It was like this tiny little blurb uh, in the text uh, t ticker that goes on at the bottom of the screen, you know, from left to right, which was mentioned a couple of times. But that's pretty much it. And uh, the pictures and the way they, they portrayed it was really belittling it, which is no surprise now when you, uh, when you look on both sides of the media. Back then it was still, you know, only getting mainly uh, the regular mainstream news, you know. Uh, but even what we get in Quebec was a little more varied because in the United States, man, whoa, is there ever control? If you ain't going to your alternative news source, it sure as hell is not going to get to you uh, because they got the newspapers, they got the TV shows, they got the radio stations. They have everything, man, which is uh, you know all the more value to people who podcast because of that. Man, this is the birth of alternative media. I mean, for the past few years, uh, I've been getting plugged into, and I'm going to mention a couple, like uh, the GNN, a guerrilla news network, is one of the first websites that I was following. I had met a guy, a friend of mine, called Alex, which is now uh, Citizen Alex, as he refers to himself, uh, who is now my roommate today, ironically. And uh, this guy introduced me to GNN. He, he was really following the news and this totally like a, a cynical attitude not really cynical but more of a yeah it's a sort of a mix between uh, cynical and black humor kind of approach to the news and it's um, I think it's a healthy way to stay informed yeah to have this whole cynical view yeah it can get pretty heavy but once you like put in the black humor and the sarcasm I guess it's the sort of like defense mechanism you need to to survive uh, you know to keep the your your, your brain intact from all this uh, uh, media terror, I guess you could say. Yeah, we're totally being terrorized by the media. That is for sure. I mean, all the fear that's pumped into it. I'm not saying the events didn't happen, you know. I'm not saying there aren't people dying and very horrific events happening. But man, is it well orchestrated. And man, are we ever pumped full of fear. And uh, it's not going to get any better anytime soon, I guess. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Now, I'm supposed to be talking about my project and how things start got started. So basically, that's kind of like pretty much what the mood was at around that time. Once I finished uh, Candy Apple Black, um, I, I was looking for a new project. And I was shopping around. You know, I was reading kind of a few different books out there. And... Um, a very uh, good friend of mine uh, told me, hey, you know, have you read 1984? Well, no, I haven't. I've heard about it a lot, a lot of times, but uh, no, uh, I haven't. And it uh, sort of fit perfectly into what I was uh, 
what I was researching with uh, you know the news and uh, trying to figure these things out and I thought you know my, uh, while reading some fiction you know it might be good to to get into Orwell you know especially since you know we're bombarded with the term Orwellian it's incredible I'll get into that later when I talk about my system for um, getting the news I'm giving you guys uh, it's like I get like four or five sources with the word Orwellian or Orwell in it every day and on my website I only post one or two articles a day when I can so I'm you know I'm cutting off three for sure so so yeah I got into grab the book uh, it was lent to me I read it in French the first time but doesn't change the content uh, doesn't change the story so wow man did I ever get into it whoa I'm not gonna get into the story because most of you either already know it by heart or haven't read it yet and might you know get into it and uh, I don't want to uh, like divulge any punches or anything because the book is so wow to the end man well of course I love it of course I'm totally enthralled with this book or else I wouldn't be drawing it into a comic that's for sure that's for damn sure so once I'd read it I was hooked but of course I had I was wondering can I put this into a comic book? How do you know? It's like forget it. You can't, you know, just pick up a book and draw it. There are whole sorts of uh, copyright issues around it and stuff like that. So I did a little research, and uh, I was also looking for for ways to make money around that time because uh, man, that contract had, uh, that I was dropped with did not give me any leeway. Man, it's like the last check I got was two months before, and uh, it's like uh, I got this. Uh, last-minute uh, email saying, uh, you know, we're not going to give your services anymore. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. So now I was waiting for a check coming in and starting to work on the Chapter 3, but now I've got no money. I'm not going to be drawing Chapter 3, so what am I going to do? So, yeah, so there was uh, the financial difficulties. I, you know, I was living on my um, savings, which, uh, which is never uh, never a lot. But uh, once you—that's one thing. When you're working on an independent project, when the money starts coming in, you put that money away, man. You keep those savings because it ain't gonna last forever. Uh, during those hard times, you need to have that backup. You, you need to be able to, to be able to at least survive, to be able to go through the hard times on survival mode and keep working on the project. And when the project is stalling, man, that is deadly because. Uh, uh, the momentum is really hard to get back, and if you lose that, man, you lose a lot. Uh, no matter what happens, I don't care if you only like work at it one second a day, man. It, just the act of getting down and doing something for your project uh, is good. At least it's it's you're maintaining like this sort of moment momentum, even if you have to put things on the wayside for a while because you need to get a day job. You need to, you know. You need to get the money rolling, or there's something that's uh, distracting you. It's major in your life. You 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 can't work on the project for that time. At least, man, do a little something a day. Uh, what I'm doing is updating the website every day, putting a news article. Uh, even if I don't have time to sit down at the drawing table and work on the comic, I've actually, you know, I've still maintained the website. Uh, now I'm doing these podcasts. Uh, I was thinking about doing, am I doing it daily or weekly? But uh, I thought, ah, uh, fuck it. You know, I'm going to do it daily. 
I'm going to do a daily in rent until, you know, uh, well, if it gets uh, a little too old every day and I'm not feeling, uh, you know, it's going to change. That's what the great thing about this podcasting. I mean, there's no time slot and uh, there's no one over overseeing the thing. But uh, I would appreciate any comments. I'll give you the email address at the end of the podcast. Uh, and, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking for your input. Uh, you know, am I renting? Am I... Uh, uh, are you guys into this project or you know because silence is uh, silence is the killer you know I'm not gonna keep this uh, this shit up for three months if there's like a no sign of life uh, but uh, so yeah give me like uh, your feedback I'm listening I'm here I'm out here cool I hate it uh, whatever I don't care I mean if you guys want to throw me the insult bag uh, go for it eat your heart out uh, I can take it and uh, there might be a couple of uh, informative uh, things in uh, in this uh, sort of uh, you know <laughs> insult email if you want that I uh, can get out of uh, and actually uh, see where I'm uh, which way I'm, I'm going to head with this. But uh, now back to what was uh, how I got this project off the ground. Uh, I was researching researching on the web uh, for um, PDF files about you know quick ways to make cash, which you know uh, I'm not really into that. But that's the kind of thing you know. Uh, you search when you're sort of desperate it's like oh man I need money I don't want to get a fucking day job um, I want to still work on my comic book and, and stuff like that so I stumbled on to this thing that says you know uh, ways to make money with the public domain huh public domain I wonder if George Orwell's work is in the public domain well guess what it is in Canada at least yeah, George Orwell's entire work is in the public domain, which means it's free. You can adapt it. You can do what you want with it. It's out there. It's a resource. It's the wealth that we all have. I mean, it's like listening to Mozart and Beethoven and, uh, you know, the works of, of, of Shakespeare, that's all public domain, man. There's this whole wealth out there. And you podcasters, man, listen to this. There's a whole lot of wealth you can go out to. Um, you know, besides the podcast safe music out there, which is great. I mean, this whole Creative Commons things, GPL. I'm into this, man. And that's why I'm into it. Because I'm getting, the, I'm getting to work on this project because of the public domain. So, I, you know, I'm seeing, like, I'm indebted to this thing. You know, I was like... Hey man, it's been given to me for free, so I want to give it back, you know, for free in a way too. So that's why I decided that the comic book uh, was going to be available on the website for free. Yes, that's right. You can follow it. Is that self-destructive? Hmm. Maybe it is. We'll find out. Stay tuned. But uh, yeah, I, I I was thinking, you know, fuck it. Uh, I think everybody. The reason I'm doing this book is because I want people to get familiarized with Orwell's work, and most particularly with 1984, of course, because that's the one I know best. And uh, I haven't read all of his work yet. I'm going to, and I'm going to talk to you about it, but I ha still haven't read all of them. I'm going to go like through from the first one up until the last one, and I'm going to comment about his life on the way. I've read two autobiographies, uh, not auto, but I've read two biographies on the author so far, and I'm probably fanatic enough to get like uh, the uh, other three that are out there and uh, read them, and I'll read from them also on the podcast to give you an insight of George Orwell. So yeah, if you stay tuned, you'll know, you'll find out more about Orwell, uh, you'll find out more about this project, 
and uh, let me know about you. Let me know uh, what you're getting out of this. I want to know. Okay. So, yeah, so once I got the idea, I knew that I could do it. It's like, whoa, let's get started, man. Right, right now. So I uh, started uh, to uh, get the visuals, you know, start drawing the characters, see what it's going to look like. And uh, the first thing that I did was uh, do the Big Brother posters. Yeah, getting the look of Big Brother was going to be number one because that's the, uh, that's the, you know, emblematic image of the project of the book you can't get around it I mean that's the number one thing you're gonna have to do because no matter what kind of promo material you're gonna have there's gotta be a poster in there somewhere or you know there's gonna be a po it's it's omnipresent that's the thing about Big Brother he's watching you everywhere you go so there's always a telescreen somewhere and there's always a poster somewhere so yeah that's the first thing I had to get done so while I was working on that I was also uh, getting prepared to get some funding uh, as uh, I was getting funding as a, bu a business I was starting because I was doing this independently so you know let's do it as a business and uh, I uh, yeah I did uh, all the steps I need to do in Quebec we're, we were very lucky there are uh, still some grants and funding we can get as artists I don't know how long it's gonna last and uh, some are harder to get than others because uh, right now I don't have any I can't get the same thing twice and uh, well, there uh, there was one that uh, I guess I, s you know, I'm suited perfectly for, but I had like three days to get ready for it. There was no way that was going to happen. So I'm going to have to wait until April, oh, next year, until I can do a, ask for another piece of funding. So until then, I am on a shoestring. So six months, baby, six months of, uh, uh, you know voluntary poverty if you want to call it that way but I don't feel poor you know there's lots of things that I can't afford for myself but I'm still getting you know I'm still working uh, on uh, some contracts I'll be uh, no doubt talking about some of those uh, as they're part of my life but uh, yeah I do some contracts uh, on the side to um, to stay alive and to buy the things that I need like the microphone that I'll be getting real soon oh man I'm excited you guys are gonna get good sound I, I hope uh, I mean, I th oh, it looks like it's such a beautiful machine. You guys are going to actually get good sound on uh, future podcasts. So let's see how much time it, it's going to take. It's coming in from California. And I paid uh, very late last night. So it might have been early this morning. So the guy's probably going to get my, uh, my sale in uh, his email uh, box uh, right today. So this is day one. We'll see how it goes for, the, uh, for that, uh, that microphone to get in. So uh, yeah, where was I? Okay, after doing the Big Brother image and get you know getting the funding, I was building on the website, and uh, I had uh, discovered along with GNN, you know, uh, there was uh, this uh, this friend of mine who was uh, actually a roommate at the time, I think, who uh, told me, hey, do you know about this? Uh, check out this uh, this movie I'm watching, and the movie was uh, Freedom Downtime which he had uh, downloaded off the internet, uh, you know, pirated copy, if you will. But uh, it's okay, it's okay. I've talked with the, the uh, maker of the movie, and I don't think uh, it's a bad thing. I've since then uh, received the uh, DVD uh, of it, so uh, we're, we're all uh, safe and secure right now. So if you want to see this movie, it's called Freedom Downtime. It's the Kevin Mitnick story. Great, great documentary about a, a hacker who, uh, you know, done something wrong that's for sure you know Kevin Mitnick is a, 
it wasn't a choir boy, choir boy, but uh, man, did he get the heavy side of uh, the arm of the law? Oh boy, I won't go into his story right now because that'd be really going by the wayside. And there's lots of stuff you can get on the internet uh, about him, but uh, the best is uh, the uh, documentary that was made by Emmanuel Goldstein. Now, Emmanuel Goldstein, for those who read the novels, they, you know, that's the character who represents uh, the, uh, what went wrong with the revolution or the uh, flip side or the enemy of the state, if you will. So when I saw that after seeing the movie, it's like, whoa, this guy is Emmanuel Goldstein from uh, 2600. I've heard of 2600 before, but haven't followed it. So I thought, wow, this is fucking cool. Let's get into it. Let's see what, what's, uh, let's get more info out of this. And I started following his, uh, his, his um, audio streaming at the time because he wasn't podcasting yet. I'm not sure. There was no podcasting, I think, at the time. Or it was very embryonic. Uh, no, I think podcasting is just really hit off in 2004, late 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been pioneers before that. But uh, what I'm getting from the podcast I've been listening to this past week is, yeah, that's pretty much the date when uh, it started to blow up anyhow. So, I started following his show, and there was one show where he said, you know, send us some snail mail instead of email. So I thought, hey man, great. Rolled up a couple of posters, and shipped them off to the radio station. And man, they, they got them, they loved them, they said, can we use this for the visuals for our hacker conference in New York? And I was, whoa man, yeah, can you? Whoa, it was so fucking cool. And I got to go in New York and see a hacker conference with my Big Brother posters all over the place in giant flags. Man, it was the coolest experience of my life. I thought I was going to get this indie project and work for years before I got any recognition. But these guys liked it and they put it up and they gave me this great visibility. I went there. I sold some posters which I had still screened. And, uh, you know, they gave me a little funding to start. But, man, the vis visibility was excellent. Now, if you type Big Brother on the uh, Google Images, uh, especially if you go, like, uh, for uh, the Hope 5, you'll see my, my poster all over the web, which is very, very cool when you're doing a project to see your, your, your stuff out there. <sighs> so, yeah, that was the... That was the big thing uh, in 2004. Uh, it delayed a little bit of the, uh, the making of the comic. I was going to start right working on the comic. And I, when I was there, I had like tiny little, uh, just a few examples of the comic in its very, very embryonic form. I had actually penciled the comic and made copies of it in the pencil form. Now, companies never, never, never do this. You want to like keep the, you want to wait for the project product to be totally perfect. Uh, before you put it out there and uh, I guess it's a good idea to do that but I just can't wait that long uh, I need to have the feedback um, you know to, to know that uh, people are out there they're listening they want to see it so that that helps a lot when you're doing a project I guess I could have waited I've uh, have a couple of people that said you know you should not even do the black and white comics that you should wait for you know to have a whole album and put it out when you're done of course, you know, uh, in practicality, you can't really do that unless you want to do like a financial suicide. Man, I'm I'm willing to work on the side to get this project going, but I I need this project to be bringing 
you know, at least some money, something, you know, to uh, at least pay for itself. That's for sure. So that's why I'm going to be putting out the comic in black and white before I put it out in color. So uh, you can actually see a color test on the website, and the chapter two is only in black and white. I'm not going to be doing the other chapters in black and white, and the first chapter, which is in color, is not going to be in that color exactly when it's going to be finished, because I'm actually retouching chapters one, two, and two while I'm uh, doing chapter three right now, so that the uh, visuals are at their best when they're going to be printed. Because what I did at the Hope Conference was uh, just little tiny photocopied, uh, you know, almost like a fanzine kind of thing. So it was very amateurish in a sense. Uh, I wanted to show what was what it was I was working on, and there it was. And uh, but now I'm going to print it. It's going to be a real comic book, <laughs> woohoo, a real thing. And it's going to be in black and white. We're going to probably put a little color on the back cover and the inside. And I want to add a lot of, you know, a lot of information about the project because this project is way more than a comic book, man. This goes beyond a comic book. We're already got a website on it with the news. I mean, this is like a, I, I see this as an activist project in a sense. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting beyond myself to see it that way. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Do you see this? Do you think this is going to make make any difference whatsoever? I've gotten some feedback as yeah, this is a good project. This is you know, you're you're on the the right path kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I'd like to hear hear your feedback on that uh, because I don't think that's going to be something I'm going to decide. I think that's something for you guys to decide. You tell me. Okay, so yeah, well, uh, once the uh, got out of the conference, I worked on chapter one for a while, getting it you know uh, all uh, ready, inked up, and then uh, doing the colors. And uh, we had our first expo. We had a show. We had people, you know, interviewed on the radio and everything. So um, it was certainly it was, it was exciting to see it. Like people get into it. People came to see the expo. People came to see uh, what I had to say about it. And uh, it was really, really uh, getting an event up like that makes it real. Uh, you see uh, the people's reactions to it. Because uh, even contrary to a podcast, I mean, I'm doing this podcast. There's no, uh, there's no one listening right now while I'm recording. Uh, you guys are going to be able to listen with the XML feed. Uh, for those of you who have found the, uh, you know, the RSS, whether it be on Podcast Alley, which is probably the first place I'm going to put it. I'm going to look for like a couple of other podcast directories and put it up there. Maybe iTunes. Maybe, um, maybe straight off my website. Maybe you guys are already fans of the comic and you're decided to see hey, what's this guy got to say I mean who is this guy anyway well here I am and uh, yeah so uh, uh, once it once it's real it, it gets into your skin and uh, that was 2004 now 2005 uh, I worked on chapter 2 got it up in black and white uh, and then I lost the funding in February uh, this slowed things down I had some personal problems to this summer uh, you know, we were always solicited. We always going to events. People are really getting into this project and inviting us uh, to such and such an event. But man, whoo! You know, I sort of woke up like, whoa! You know, it's okay with the PR and the you know, you got to do your advertising. But man, I got to get the comic out there. I got to you know, stop going out and stop promoting the project and get it done. So 
that's where I'm at right now. It's like, okay, stop, pause. I'm not going to any other event. Next thing I'm scheduled for is, uh, you know, I, I want to attend the uh, the Hope Number Six that's coming up in 2006. Uh, this is going to be very exciting. Uh, it's like uh, I'm going to see the first people who have been informed about the comic uh, two years later. Have you been following it? What's going on? Uh, plus, it's always interesting to see a hacker conference. I mean, I'm going to keep you guys posted on that. Man. That is something. Keep your uh, summer 2006 open to uh, go for a little trip in New York City. You guys are going to love this. This is uh, one of the most uh, amazing places, and you do not need to be tech-savvy to go there. Uh, you will learn a lot, that's for sure. Uh, there's a lot of technical information there, and there's a lot of technical people, but uh, you can get a lot out of this. Uh, it's, a, it's a hacker conference, but there's a lot of uh, what they call hacktivism. You know, a lot of hackers are also activists. Uh, Linux is... Uh, pretty much a fair trade of operating systems and I think there's the whole mentality that goes along with that even though not everybody there's a you know a Linux maniac um, there's a there's a, man wow there's a, a a great spirit that comes from uh, from those conferences well I've seen one for now conference uh, been in, in one in uh, was invited to do the visuals for another conference after I did that one, which was pretty cool. Uh, when I did the uh, flip side of the elections, which was uh, the expo of chapter one in color, uh, I got approached to do the uh, visuals for the recon, reverse engineering conference. And man, that was cool too. So we're scheduled for a recon this year also. And I'm supposed to meet the guys anytime this week to talk about the visuals. So I'll, that's another thing I'll be keeping you guys posted on. Lots of interesting info there. I'll try to get links uh, of uh, you know interesting uh, technical uh, hacker uh, you know uh, whether it be tutorials or just articles. Uh, there's a lot of things that's going to spark your curiosity, I'm sure. So yeah, yeah I guess uh, my uh, the story now is going to is brought us into 2005. Uh, the funding has uh, stopped in fe February. I've been living off my savings till from there, and uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much <laughs> on a shoestring right now, which is pretty exciting, I guess. Which is why uh, another motivating factor of the podcast is that bad days, I think, are gonna make from good shows. You know, it's like, whoa, man, I'm a down, I'm depressed, but hey, I'm keeping on, I'm moving on. This is what I'm doing. And uh, that's the spirit I think you're going to get in the next six months because that's the uh, that's the date, man. In six months, the comic is out, so you guys are going to uh, going to get to follow that. Well, it's going to be finished a long a long time before that. Might even be available on the website, and uh, even if it's not available uh, uh, to just anyone on the website, I'm probably going to give a little uh, secret link to those podcast listeners. So yeah, this. Uh, you're going to get like the first look of chapter three probably while I'm doing it. And uh, you can put your feedback in there. Uh, I'm going to be listening to what you guys are going to have to say. And that's going to, you know, that might or might not affect uh, the way I'm going to be doing the comic. So, yeah, you can, your input uh, will definitely be listened to, be read, 
and um, might um, find its way into the, the final version of the comic. Also, any emails you send me, any feedback uh, might make its way also. And if you want to send me audio feedback, uh, well, that's welcome too, because uh, I'm interested in plugging that into the uh, into the podcast, uh, trying to get some like uh, audio uh, audio mail, you know, voicemail if you want. Okay, so I'm looking at the uh, time right now, and I've been going almost an hour, man. It's got uh, four minutes until the hour, so I'm going to finish it off as an hour podcast, man. Whoa, that is heavy, especially for a first podcast. So I guess I told you pretty much everything that, uh, that's been going on. I skipped a couple of things, but man, you got the overview. Uh, let me just close off with uh, you know thanking again the people who have uh, helped me uh, put this together, the people who've programmed Audacity, uh, all you GNU Linux programmers, open source geeks. Uh, hey, thanks. Keep up, keep up the good work. Keep me posted if you have anything that might be interesting to me or this podcast. And uh, thanks to Fred. Hey, Fred, how you doing, man? Thanks for the music. Uh, what you're listening to is, mid- is made by uh, Fred Scarfoni of Montreal. Uh, I asked him if it was a website. Uh, he's only got a personal website right now, but once he gets one up, I'll be sure to give uh, give it out on here. Uh, so thanks a lot for you. And uh, well, yeah, that that that's it for now. I guess I I've wanted to prepare some uh, you know <laughs> exciting closing statements, but uh, won't be for the first episode. Um, the whole gist of it is uh, you know. Uh, there's so many laws being made around the world that uh, we're all going to become thought criminals. Uh, there's no way around it. And uh, this, uh, this uh, freedom of speech that uh, podcasting gives us, uh, this opportunity, well, uh, we ain't going to waste this opportunity. I don't know how long it's going to last, if I can go like throughout the whole project with this, or are they going to come in and censor the Internet? What's going to happen? Stay tuned. So this is Frédéric Guimont saying, uh, remember, Big Brother is watching always and uh, you know, Big Brother keep looking back you. Uh, keep looking over your shoulder because you never know when that happens. the back of the hand's going to strike because you just can't stop that thought crime so uh, 